the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 425 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Another week of randomness, technology and life and figuring out what's going on in general. And school holidays. <laughs> and school holidays. One week down, one more week to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, there's times like that you go, yeah, pretty happy I don't have kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I uh, went and saw my parents on the weekend, uh, hung out with them, uh, went for a walk, randomly bumped into someone someone my age's parent who I hadn't seen for like 22 years, but these people all have lived there the whole time forever. So they're just like, oh my God, how's it going? I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Random person I haven't seen for 22 years or something. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I don't get that very much. I mean, I've been here in Hamilton probably, must be 25 years now. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, it, and it's, um, yeah, obviously it's the random people in Wellington I would uh, bump into. It was my mate Tim's birthday the other day, um, and we were best friends at school, like at high school. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, actually, in, in, in intermediate and um yeah we spent all our time together and then when we left school we're good mates and we partied and all the rest of it and i looked at a photo of him and i would pass him on the street i would have no he just does not look anything like he did you know 45 years ago or 40 years ago or whatever so it's like holy crap yeah hey um i want to start off with something a bit funny <laughs> Well, at least I thought it was funny. It was amusing at the time, so you can make your own decision. But last night uh, was the final night of our first six weeks of the dance. So he does it in six-week blocks. So we had all gone through this six weeks. We're all brand-new beginners. And then we're going to have yes. a week off, and then we do another six-week block, and we're going to build on what, okay. we've, what we've learned. So I thought it might nice. be cool for the, the the social media for the podcast to get a video of me dancing. Of course, if I looked absolutely ridiculous, I would not share that. Uh, that was that was what was in my head. And so I okay. knew Mel that I work with, who who sort of got me into this, would be up for it. She's, I mean, she she's been doing it a long time. She she can dance, right? So I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'll, I'll dance with Mel. Um, and I'll get Eamon to, to video it. And I forgot that Mel's actually in Palmy this week. She's she's away um, visiting her nana or whatever. Oh, so, okay. oh, crap. So I mentioned it to Eamon before. He goes, oh, I'll take a video. You could ask Shannon. Shannon's um, pretty cool. Um, but she's an absolute beginner as well. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put it on social media. I don't know if she'd be keen. And he goes, oh, yeah. This was obviously before Shannon turned up. Anyway, Shannon finally turns up. We do the class, and we're doing the class, and it went all right last night. It was pretty good. I, I was okay. I was pretty pleased with myself. Um, You're good. Okay. So afterwards, we finish up. Everybody's leaving the room, and um, I'm grabbing my keys, and, and Shannon's there, and I go, hey, I've got a question for you. And she goes, oh, yeah, what's It's not up? creepy at all. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and she just... 
She's just taking a sip at the bottom. She, I said, I want to video you and me dancing. And she just, it was like a movie. She just spat water all over the floor. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, take that to no. <laughs> she goes, for what purpose? <laughs> and I said, social media. And she just about lost it. <laughs> she had to go and get a towel and mop up the floor. That's how bad it was. And then Eamon's like comes back because there's like a lounge area next door and everybody just goes into the lounge area. And Eamon, what, what's going on? I was like, you know, I'm just trying not to laugh poorly. I was laughing. Like, I just couldn't keep it together. I'm like, you know how I said we wanted to video the thing? So I asked. Yeah. <laughs> and she spat water all over the floor and he goes, oh, Oh, that never ends with a yes. <laughs> it's like, no, I figured that. No, no. <laughs> so that was an emphatic no. So I haven't got a video for you. Anyway. Okay. Maybe in the next six-week block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I'm yeah. guessing we, you we are carrying on with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I will be. It, it's pretty cool. I quite enjoyed it. And it's like, I only know That's a good. few steps, so I really need to know more to, you know, And, wow and the twirl. The you know how to do the twirl. Yes, yes, I um, learned that last week, and I could not remember it this week at all. And but I had it pretty down today, that last night. So it was pretty good. Okay, so I was pretty pretty happy with that. Anyway, what else you got? Uh, let's start with the Nevada tech company called Skydrop. What do you know about them? Skydrop. Never heard of them. They are the people that decided to partner with Domino's back in like 2016, and they did the very oh. first um, delivery thing drone via delivery. drone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, they used to be called Flirty, but now they're called Skydrop, and they've okay. got approval. Yeah, they got approval from um, New Zealand Civil Aviation Authority to launch a drone hub in New Zealand. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so they're gonna. They're, they're in, yeah, where where would a good place be to do this if you could pick a place in New Zealand? Um, it, it dense. So, I w- oh, gosh, density would be key. I guess like North Shore or something like that, like a, a city within a city. Uh, Wellington would be good, except there's too many hills. Um, Christchurch should be flat, but I don't think there's a lot of open spaces where buildings had fallen over. Um, so yeah, those are my ideas, but yeah. You are wrong. It's Huntley. (laughs) The place where you could walk five minutes to get there. Um, yeah. So for whatever reason, and I do not know why, they are set up in Huntley and, um, there's a few things to that, I think. Apparently the locals are just like, oh, whatever. Like, they don't care. I don't know how many people in Huntley are going to be using the service in Huntley, let alone in general. I'm going to say that one of their drones is probably going to go missing. I have so many questions. Why why Huntley? That makes no sense at all. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if they sort of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even think the story says why they chose Huntley. They so, just, um, for um, those that are not in New Zealand that are listening to us, do you want to explain Huntley? <laughs> Huntley used to be a big coal mining town, 
and they have a big power generation station there. And because we're clean and green in New Zealand, we're not allowed to use the coal that we dig out of the ground here. So what we'll do is we'll ship in Chinese coal and burn that when we need it. So that's good. Um, and then Huntley got bypassed. I didn't even so know that. Oh, yeah, that's how, that's how we do it now, Chris. Chinese coal. Jesus. Okay, carry on. Sorry. It's, it's better for the environment if we ship it here. Um, <laughs> of course. No, so uh, Huntley got bypassed by an expressway years and years ago, and it sort of, like, dived. And there's two halves to Huntley. One side is really, really rough, and the other side is less rough. And um, I don't know how many people are there, but it's they have been approved to fly their drones and deliver like stuff. 40, it'd be about 40,000 or something like that, wouldn't it? 30,000? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, so they're allowed to fly in Huntley below 400 feet, which is 121 meters. And they seem to think it's a good place to test all this out. I reckon one of their drones is going to get stolen. Yeah, I guess Huntley doesn't have an airport. I think that would have a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, One guy said it's no... They don't have a hospital with helicopters. They don't have... They'd have bugger all air traffic, basically. Yeah. So this crazy old-looking man, um, <laughs> he said he said it's no use to him. He's not interested unless they can deliver me a 24-pack of Waikato draft. If that's not a marketing opportunity, I don't know what is. <laughs> I, think, I think there is a, a marketing opportunity there. Although... You're starting to talk more about the smuggling potential of drones at this point. <laughs> well, that's Which true. Which I'm sure that's there true. are some great uh, smuggling potential for drones. Um, cool. Um, speaking of sort of futuristic stuff, did you hear that uh, Richard Branson's Virgin Orbit collapsed um, the other day, last week? No. So is that is that his... What's what's Virgin Orbit? Is that his space thing? No. Yeah, it's, it's different from Virgin Galactic. So Virgin That's Galactic the was the um, gets tourists to ju- jump on board and go up into space. Yes. Virgin Orbit. Um, let me just see. Um, it's ceasing for, uh, operations for foreseeable future after failing to secure a funding lifeline. Five years after it's created. Um, God, let me tell you, what does it do again? <laughs> oh, Just make it up. about how much money issues it's got in here. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Founded in 2017 and based in California, Virgin Orbit uh, suffered a major setback earlier this year when it attempted to launch the first rocket into space from British soil, ended in failure. Um, do, 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 do. So that sort of screwed it. It had a bit of an anomaly, they say. Actually, I was reading oh. a really interesting um, article on, um, oh, what's the Rocket Labs guy? Beck, Peter Beck. And yeah, yeah. Um, it was an American interview with him. And he's like, do it, working with rockets is like the worst business ever in terms of, you know, you cannot afford a failure. And he said, and the interestingly, the first ones, the prototypes, are way better than the later ones because then you spent 
months going over a rocket to get it right. Now we do a rocket every 18 days. <laughs> And it's like it's yeah. got to be as perfect, you know. And he said, um, and sometimes the failures are a good thing, obviously not in flight, but if they do a test and it comes up as failure, it's like it gets them to focus again, you know, like because they do lots of tests and it's good when a, a test fails because it gets the focus back on because he's like, this is hard. It's hard work. But anyway, so, yeah, they had a bit of an anomaly. Um uh, Virgin Orbit stood out from ro- rivals like Elon Musk's SpaceX. It wants to offer a fast, adaptable space launch service for small satellites weighing between 300 and 500 kg. So it's pretty much the the market that uh, Peter Beck's in, I think. Um, yeah. And so that's what the difference was. So Virgin Galactic is still going strong. That's the space tourism. But Virgin Orbit just setting things into space, not so good. I honestly, we talked about it before. I honestly think spin launch is the 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 way to go. That thing is amazing, and it's still going strong. Oh, nice! Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Just hurl stuff into space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it it spins it up. So if you haven't heard this before, go back and and do the um, look at the. Uh, the, the episode we did on it, but basically a centrifuge in a vacuum spins this rocket, uh, you know, missile-sized rocket thing round and round and yep. round, and then it suddenly lets it go, and it goes at a horrendous speed. I can't remember what it was, speed, but a huge speed, and it doesn't need to fire its rocket, so it's nearly in no. space. Like, it's, it, it gets flung up there, and then it, it burns the rocket for a very short period of time so it takes uh, a lot less um, fuel it's a lot less wasteful and yeah it's pretty cool and they should be able to do launches way quicker eh? i think that you would think the turnaround time would be faster i mean it's a it's a vacuum sealed centrifuge so there'd be a vacuum time and Mm. um the I, i guess it depends how many rockets they have lined up ready to go because it's the yeah, yeah. production of those rockets that is going to take the the time. Um, what do you? What else you got? Have you ever wondered if the Waikato should be weirder? <laughs> we should be the Florida of New Zealand. Yes, why not? Well, the Riff Raff Trust um, oh, no. I, ha, has rebooted. These are the people that got together and they had the Riff Raff statue created and made. So, bit of yeah, backstory. And it's moved now. Where is it now? Yes, uh, in, in near the museum, I think. Currently, while the new um, theatre is being built. Yep. What's the space that created uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Richard O'Brien. There we go. I knew you'd know. Um, based in the Waikato, or born in the Waikato, created it, came back, whatever, done very well for himself, and um, played Riff Raff. In the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the the movie, movie. and uh, movie, yeah. yeah, and so the Riff Raff statue have come back together, and they've got a new mission, which is fostering the outlandish throughout the region. <laughs> I like it, by the way. I think that's great. Uh, I don't know. They've got a new mantra, Chris. It's a weirder Waikato when and wherever. <laughs> what could go wrong with that? That's awesome. <laughs> so. He said, why is the Waikato so weird? He has a theory that normality breeds abnormality. And to a degree, this place is a pretty blank canvas. So they are stretching a little bit here, I think. 
So they said that split ends sort of came from the Waikato because of Tim and Neil Finn, who hail from Te Aumudu. Mm, okay. We've got Richard O'Brien with that. And there's the filmmaker, Greg Page's 2003 feature, The Locals. There's um, the ex-president. Hey, the guy that's running this was the ex-president of the McGillicuddy Serious Party. So cool. he's trying, yeah, he, he he's trying to do all this stuff, whatever. And they're bringing up, oh, this is the best bit, Chris. You're going to like this. We, they're going to bring the inaugural Festival of Weirdness to the Waikato in the last week of October. Maybe they should, uh, you know, co, co-do that with the um, Great Pumpkin Carnival. Because no, I, 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 a lot timing. of people would think, oh, yeah, true, true, true. It's a shame. I see where you're going. <laughs> a lot of his examples, though, I don't know. What do you reckon? These people were born in the Waikato, but they've done great things because they left the Waikato. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yeah, that's. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, okay, yeah. And you then, can make and that then idea. we can, and then we could claim it because if these people never left the Waikato, we'd never hear about them because that's everything's a bit shit in Hamilton. That's their new slogan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, enough Hamilton bashing. I think. I don't know. Um, hey, I, talking about bashing though, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you what you thought. So, did you see um, Jacinda Ardern's valedictorian speech, or whatever you call that talk thing no. that she gave? No. I watched I the whole thing. It was mm. well worth it. She is a yes. great communicator. I have to say. Like honestly, I so somebody online, somebody online said, "Remember when John Key did his one?" No, of course you don't. I don't. Like, because there's nothing impactful. I guess I don't know. She she definitely had people laughing. Like not um not uh what do you call it sympathetic empath, empathic laughing where you go <laughs> like yeah. really got people laughing she she yeah it was it was and one of the people i like it was a biographer that was interviewed um basically said that you know that was like the old jacinda because she's been a bit meh over the last wee while i you know? don't blame her no, I don't either. Jesus. I don't know why you would want that job, honestly. Honestly. But, um, yeah. Um, so, you you have no interest. Okay, all right. We won't go there then. I, I thought what, it was what? really good, though. Oh, no, I just didn't see it. I just, that's all. Yeah, I, I looked it up online and, and just watched it. It's There's a, mm. I think it's a Herald, um, or it might be the um, Parliament thing. But, yeah. Uh, I've got another story here. I thought this was hilarious um, about a shrine in Turkey um, that um, has been revered as a holy Islamic site for um, for a long time. How long has it been a holy Islamic site? Yeah, for for yonks, basically. Anyway, the tomb's two thousand three hundred years old. um, Yeah, and it really looks like a stone shed with a pointy roof, uh, pointy stone, so like pyramid And uh, it turns out that it's actually the t- tomb of an ancient Greek boxer, Diagoras. Not- <laughs> nice. 
It's like Rocky, his, his tomb. So, um, yeah, they thought the unusual hilltop pyramid was a burial, burial place of a holy figure in Islam. And for centuries, they've been conducting sacred rites in the site. Um, and uh, according to tradition, young men going into the army to do their military service would take a handful of earth from the area around the tomb as a good luck uh, talisman. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, even became a bit of a pilgrimage site and people would come from, believers would come from all over the country to come and pray for health and good fortune. And then it got um, ransacked. Looters went in and ransacked the, the yeah. tomb. And it was when they were investigating that that the whole um, religious site was questioned. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, archaeologists have recently uncovered uh, strong evidence the pyramid structure was actually served as a burial site for a famed gr- ancient Greek boxer, Diagoras of Rhodes. So there you go. So the moral of the story is we've got looters to thank for that. Yeah, and there's a few little stor- uh, morals in there because, you know, like dumbass religion, full stop. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> You know, um, but how do they get to that point? Do they just did they forget who was buried there and nobody kept track? And then they found it and were like, "Hey, we know what that is." And then they believed some rando. Somebody, yes, yeah, somebody, somebody cre- created a tale, um, and it just got embellished yeah. over time. That's basically what happened. I mean, and you know, honestly, I would suggest that that's what's happened with all religion. <laughs> Like somebody created a tale and it got yes. embellished over time. Uh, but that's just my opinion. That's right. I, uh, I agree with that I, opinion. I, I don't know if you saw on my personal um, Facebook page, I posted um, uh, these uh, Easter cookies. It was, it was a relative that oh, yeah, put it I, I saw that. Posted it. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a hand with a jam hole in the middle of it. And we nailed it. I thought that was hilarious. I, I posted that. I got loads of laughs and one very angry face from my mother. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Chris's mum. Uh, we know who may be listening to this. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious because I'm like, but you don't even celebrate Easter. I don't know what you're going on about. Anyway, so um, no Easter eggs for her. No Easter eggs for her, which is a shame. <laughs> uh, I, did you have any Easter eggs? I only had a couple. I didn't really go out of my way to buy many or do anything, really. I didn't have one. And worse, I forgot about the whole thing pretty much and uh, had no alcohol over the whole weekend um, and was scraping the cupboards for actual groceries too. So, yeah, Easter. <laughs> that, a pain in the I mean, that, that, that tracks any public holiday you sort of are oblivious to. You're, it's, but it's more so now because you're working from home. You're not like you're not in a physical yeah, yeah. location that closes. And, and, and to, to be honest, the last few years I was painfully aware of when Easter was because I'd ordered yeah. stuff to sell for Easter six months beforehand, and when it arrives, we've got to get rid of it like the week before because we're a wholesaler, not the retailer. Yes. The retailer can keep selling it up to the last day. That's right. So I would be painfully aware. But now I'm obliviously, happily not aware. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. How do you feel about an edible coffee cup? Um... It's a hundred percent leak proof, apparently. So yeah, I, it's all right, but you know, 
do they wear gloves when they're bloody um, making the coffee, the baristas? Of course not. Of course not. No, so <laughs> there's a company called Twice uh, with two eyes. Twice with two eyes. Yeah. They're based in Auckland. They have developed a whole bunch of intellectual property about how it is made. It's taken them three three years or so of research and development and they've built the actual machines to make the cups. It's a family affair. It's like a father, his son, the son's wife and the mother as well. So there's a whole bunch of them. You can get it in vanilla, chocolate and double chocolate. And apparently they were going to do a limited edition cup for Easter, which was hot crust bun flavored. They've got a bunch of resellers already and they've just got their first national distributor recently as well. And apparently it's going really good. They're looking to enter the UK market. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, it doesn't really say what they're made of. It just says they are leak-proof and then you can obviously eat it. See, the thing, in, in my head, I think it's all very well. I, I think it's all very well that um, creating something that's totally biodegradable. Because if it's edible, it's biodegradable, right? So creating yes. something that's totally biodegradable is one thing, and I think that's brilliant. Selling it as something people will want to eat after their coffee, I can't see it. I can't see it taking off. I honestly can't see it scaling very far. I, but it's it's sort of like another weird option that you'd like if you're in a store. It's like okay, so you want a coffee? What size do you want? Okay, do you want it in a normal cup, uh, your own reusable cup, or do you want this uh, edible thing? Yeah, I, I think it would be if they had the option of going. Do you want a biodegradable or an edible? And the biodegradable is like the same thing, but without flavour. That would be great. Yeah. I just sent you a picture that it just has a little cardboard thing around it, so you know that you know they've put it on a dirty bench, probably, or that is potentially a problem. Yeah, no, it's, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, it's yeah, that's quite different. That's not at all what I was expecting. Okay, 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 maybe, maybe that'd be okay. Hmm. We'd be okay to try it if they want to send us some. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that. That's I would try that. I would absolutely try that. It looks quite different. We'll have the image on the um, the show notes because I had no idea what we were talking about really till you see it. So you, you might want to look at that. Have you heard of a, a, a website called Politikiwi? No. So P O L I T I dot K I W I uh, is the um, the thing, and there's a, a link there politikiwi dot val, uh, slash values politi dot kiwi okay. slash values, and you go in and you fill in these. Um, I think there's a fifty questions, and it's it's interesting. I thought it was interesting. I saw something um, posted on Twitter, I think. And I went, oh, I'm going to have a crack at that. So I went in there. Mm. Yeah, uh, answer these 50 questions. What we, uh, how, how much do you agree or disagree with this? And I think it's a one to five, three being yeah, whatever. it is. Yeah. Strongly agree, uh, sort of agree. I disagree, agree. Strongly. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then it gives you an idea of your political um, uh, leanings, I guess is the word. And um, which parties you are most likely to resonate with. So did you yes. want to hear what my results are? <laughs> I don't know how no. much I believe it, but I have no reason to disagree I, with it. I did one of these a while ago. 
Yeah. And I thought we might have talked about something like this before, but I, I was pretty sure it wasn't this one. Anyway, um, I came up with liberalism is my um, thing. Okay. Modern liberals believe in a progressive egalitarian society and favor a mixed economy, which sounds sounds right from that. So my social axis is uh, more liberal than illiberal, I guess. Uh, the economic yeah. axis is mixed economy, and I guess that's based between capitalism and communism, so I'm in the middle, effectively. Nice. Um, national axis, axis, I'm a globalist rather than a nationalist, so I think we should be more global than insular and stay out of our country. And state axis, I'm moderate, which I'm not 100% what that means, but I'm unlikely to be running around with the flag i think is the the point um oh, okay. but yeah i i guess so interestingly the most the be- best match i've got is with the opportunities yeah. party um radical centrism is their uh leaning radical centrism which is okay. hilarious because centralism to me is the opposite of radical. <laughs> so radical centralism, whatever. And that's a 93.6% match for me. Labour Party, social democracy, uh, 91.6% match. And then the Green Party, which is progressivism and environmentalism, which is a 90.1% match. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. And the reason nice. I thought it was interesting more than anything else was those questions because the questions I would probably never ask myself, and it's interesting just yes. going through them. I mean, some some you will, but some I, I would never have thought of, and you have to stop and think and go, well, how do I feel about that? And that in itself, I would su- submit, is is a worthwhile um, exercise. So, yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes, politi.kiwi slash values. Um, go do it. takes a few minutes if you're bored. Why not? I, I'm up to 41 out of 50, Chris. I'm trying to do this before this podcast ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, while you're continuing on it, while you're continuing on it, I'll, I'll just do a quick, uh, quick story then um, of something random that's happened. Because this one caught my eye. Um, New, New Mexico police, because, you know, USA police are always good for a quick story. <laughs> You, yes. New Mexico police kill the homeowner after showing up at the wrong address. Um, and But this is not sort of not all the police's fault. So officers with the Farmington Police Department of northwestern New Mexico shot and killed a homeowner when they showed up at the wrong address in response to a domestic violence call. So domestic violence yep. call, they came up to the wrong address. It can happen. It was 11.30 p.m. Um, and what happened was, in brief... Um, they didn't immediately identify themselves. The homeowner opened the screen door armed with a handgun because it's 11.30 yes. at night. Somebody's banging on the door. And the officers retreated and fired. Not knowing who was outside, the man's wife returned fire from the doorway because somebody fired at her. She's come to the door with a handgun. People have run and then started firing at her. She's going to fire back. So they killed her. Um, oh all gosh. of it makes sense in a really horrible way if everybody has a gun. So, you know, that's what happens. Anyway. That's right. Apparently, I am a democratic democratic socialism. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so Labour Party is the top of my list, then the Maldi Party, and then Opportunities Party, apparently. And, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm bang on for the nation axis. I'm more liberal on the social axis, apparently, and economic, I'm a bit more social. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, this is very well done, actually, because the, the one I did a few years ago, a few elections ago, I think wasn't as good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you told me about it, and I tried it. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, but, um, yeah, I wasn't that impressed with that. This one I'm quite impressed with. But, yeah, it, what's interesting, too, um, is that people should know that uh, many years ago now, uh, I was right into ACT. ACT was my party. Okay. And I, okay. I was very much on that capitalist uh, point of view mm. to the degree that I was probably, and I say probably but mean totally, an asshole. Like I was somebody you probably would did not want to talk to. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> no, I was, I was um, so certain I was right about everything uh, at one point in my life. It was... Uh, Quite annoying. <clears throat> anyway, okay, that's probably it. That uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening this week, so that's my update. I I've got um, ADR tonight, so we're doing ADR for um, the uh, surgical precision film. So ADR is where the actors come back to a recording studio with no um, physical acting involved, and we redo lines for the recording or some some of these lines will be off camera so we don't have to lip sync and stuff um yeah so it'll be quite interesting to see what we do tonight but it'll be the first time i've caught up with the cast um and some of the crew i guess uh since we did the filming what a month ago whatever it is yeah nice so it'll be fun hope that goes well hope that goes well i see that uh the the movie poster or the images come out which looks pretty cool have you seen that oh no, I haven't. Uh, I had to video uh, record myself talking about the film. Um, so I've done that and he's uh, edited it. And a couple of the others uh, actors have as well. And I think they've released the first one, which is Ant the uh, Star. So if you yes, go to if that. You search Surgical Precision Film on Facebook, there's a page. Follow it. It'd be cool if you could follow it uh, listening to this. Um, yeah, and uh, you'll, you'll see the video from Ant talking about it, and mine will be released at some point. So, yeah. I have just sent you the image. Let's get Chris's live reaction to it. Oh, right, for the poster, right. Uh, yes, is, that's... Huh. That is nothing like what I would have expected. Okay, there we go. Oh, it's a brain, is it? You got You got there in the end, Chris. Yep, I think it's a brain, it's a... Yep. It looks like a tree, but it's supposed to be a brain. Okay. All right. Okay. Adam, if you need to explain this to Chris, just get hold of him at some point. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's cool. Okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.